This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for February 1st, 2015. The Gospel is taken from the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 21 through 28. The message is by Father Ron Baird. Today's gospel lesson it would be easy to misunderstand what the point of it is because you know we, we would get distracted by the fact that the man was possessed by a demon and Jesus drove the demon out. But that's not really the central issue in the gospel. The central issue has to do with this thing called authority. If you remember, it, we've talked about how Jesus had recruited Simon and Peter and Andrew, Simon Peter and Andrew, his brother, and it says that he then went to live with Peter and his mother-in-law and wife, and, and after um, that on the Sabbath came, which was Saturday, and so he went into the synagogue. Now, synagogue worship was fairly simple. They would generally have some hymns, they would have some prayers, and then they would um, read from the Torah, and then someone would expound upon the Torah, usually a scribe, because they were the most educated of the people, and they were the ones who copied it and understood how to read it well and, and kept track of all the latest teachings on it and who the great rabbis were who knew things about it. And so they would then sort of give a, a sort of sermon about it. And so what we're really reading about here is Jesus' first sermon ever, in public anyway. And it went a lot better than mine did, um, which was good. But he got up and was teaching them, and it says that they were astounded because he teaches with authority, not like the scribes. Well, for us, we'd be going, well, what does that mean, not like the scribes? Well, the scribes would typically, when they would um, expand upon scriptures, they would refer to great rabbis who had written down their thoughts about what the scriptures meant, you know, great commentaries. They would refer sometimes back to other scriptures that would refer to it. So it was all sort of uh, footnoted, if you will, as they went through that. And they would be quoting all these people as they went down and did that. So they never said anything on their own accord. So what does it mean that Jesus didn't do that, that he, he taught with authority not like the scribes? Well, as is typical for Mark, he gives us very few details. He just moves on to the next point. But in Matthew and the other Gospels, we do see the details. Jesus typically, when he taught, didn't talk about the great rabbis. Not sure he was even aware of the great rabbis, honestly, or he cared. Um, but what he did was he would say things like, You have heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you that if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, offer them the other cheek also. You have heard it said that anyone um, who murders their brother and sister are, have, are in danger of hell. But I tell you that if you have anger in your heart towards your brother or sister, you've already committed murder. You've heard it said you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who even looks at a woman with lust in his heart has already committed adultery. Now, if you notice, he's not appealing to any experts or to back up his position. He's just flat out saying it. This is what I tell you. This is the way that it is. And so when it says that they were astounded at this point, it probably wasn't that they were astounded as in um, awed or thought he was so wonderful. It was probably like, who in the heck does he think he is? I mean, where does he come from? <laughs> what basis does he have for saying this stuff? He's a country preacher for Grand Island. He's never been in seminary. You know, what does he know? And so then, just about that time, there was a man in the congregation who had a demon and it was just about that time that the demon causes the man to go into convulsions. And he starts screaming at Jesus. You know, 
What have you to do with us, Jesus, son of Nazareth, you know, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? We know who you are. You're the Holy One of Israel. Well, that probably got everybody in the congregation's attendance. Um, first off, I didn't know that. Did you all know demons go to church? Actually, do. They, they go to church. What better way to keep track of the enemy um, than, than to go there? But, and so the first part of it wasn't that unusual. What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Probably caught a lot of the feeling that a lot of people in the congregation thought, like, who is this guy? You know, what's he got to do with us? What makes him think we should believe him? But it was the other part about you've come to destroy us, which that could be taken metaphorically as in spiritually destroyed. But then when they say, we know who you are, you are the Holy One of Israel, nobody would say that. Yeah, that was really weird. Because that essentially meant that he was the Messiah of God. You know, right off the bat. Which tells us something else. Apparently, the demons know their scripture well. And, and are able to identify God's presence better than human beings are. So, Jesus at this point, it says, rebuked him and told him, be silent and come out of him. Now, scripture always cleans things up. And, and actually, I think the original translation would have been better. Basically, what it says is, put a muzzle on it. Literally, that's what it said. Put a muzzle on it. That's exactly what the word be silent is, is muzzle it. You know? And so he says, and, and leave him now. And so it says that they gave a great convulsion and a cry, and then the demon left him and was gone. And now again we hear that they were astounded. Only now the astounding is a little different than it was at first. Now they're astounded like, it's like, whoa, did you all see what I saw? I mean, this is a new teaching, but I mean, this really is authority. I mean, this, this guy backs it up. He backs up his words with actions. And he actually does something with it. And so it said then that the, his reputation began to spread throughout the entire region of Galilee. You know, you can imagine. So what does that tell us about the nature of authority? Well, what do we think of when we think of authority? Who's an authority figure? The cops. The cops? <laughs> My dad always said to me, if a policeman pulls you over, all you say is 